This is Past the yeah, I, all I did was, uh, I, got, I think I got, like, permanent marker, and they had, like, the, the if y'all remember the stairwell where they had all those, like, dry erase boards? Mm-hmm. I put my name on, like, employee of the month or whatever, and wrote my name on, or, yeah, wrote my name on there in permanent marker, so. Hell yeah, buddy. I was like, this is for all the times I got robbed of this during that time. I still got mine. It's in my closet. You know, that's probably where... I'm surprised you still have it. <laughs> I think it's funny. I think it's funny as like, I don't have a lot of uh, things to hang up as accomplishments. I think it's a funny thing to have hung up as like, I don't know. You know, people have like college degrees. I've like, I did really well one month at a job. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about the uniform. This is past the All right. He takes it. He dribbles it. He spins it. He shoots it. It breaks off the backboard. The crowd boos. All right. We'll um, come down to earth a little bit here, but I did want to keep the spirits high and the day fun. Um, we put it off a little bit. We teased it a couple weeks ago, but it's here. Never fear. We have a little game of G League, MLS, or PLL, which, guys, is the current professional lacrosse league, if you didn't know. And if you didn't, shame on you. <laughs> yeah, Chains, you could have had a, you could have had the first question be, what is the name of the lacrosse league? And I definitely would have given you Major League Lacrosse. I did not know that they sold off and disbanded or whatever. What the fuck does PLL stand for? Professional Lacrosse League? The Premier Lacrosse League. Premier. All right. Um, um, they also don't have cities. They just kind of are six teams. Don't Google it, obviously, yet. If you want to look into this after you know, we play our game, then it's fair game. Um, this does have a purpose, too. So Thanks. I was literally typing in PLL into Google to figure out what you meant about them not having teams, but I'll, I'll figure it out later. <laughs> just hold on. Yeah, they just have six teams. They don't have cities. Um, I think they just tore like the big three or something. From the twisted mind of Jacob Bethke comes G League, MLS, or PLL. Alright, are we ready for our first one? Remember, MLS, G League, or PLL? Ready. The Earthquakes. Oh, oh, um, oh, wait, do you digger, have a buzz rig, sound? Rig, rig, dig, dig. <laughs> he was Battery. angry. He was angry. Well, well but he, you know the answer. Yeah, we didn't establish any, we, we didn't establish any rules of, of how, of how we were doing. I think, I think this one's for Caesar to answer. If I'm running it, it's chaos, so you should already know All this. right, it's chaos, fine. Uh, MLS. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Can you name the city? Fuck, it's like a team in the Pacific Northwest, isn't it? Kind of, ish. Yeah, or, I guess that's Pacific Northwest, yeah, actually. Is it, is it, is it like, uh, it's it's not Portland because they're the Timbers. Fuck. South? Uh, south? Stop, stop helping him. Is it, is it like Sacramento? Kind of. Can I steal? 
<laughs> Patrick? Fuck. San Jose? San Jose Earthquake. San Jose! Goddamn! How does this work points wise? Um, <laughs> I get it. No, listen. I get he, half, he gets one. He gets uh, two points, you get one point. Okay. All right, I can, I can live with that. All right. I'll try to keep track of this. We're only going to be able to do this for, you know, obviously there's the, the PLL teams for. So the next one, the 905. Patrick. All right, Patrick. Uh, G League. Excellent, Patrick, for bonus points. What city? Oh, God, the area code 905. Is it Oklahoma City? Nope, that's not it. Go ahead, Caesar. Steal it. Fuck if I know Grand Rapids. <laughs> Drake would be very upset with you boys. Oh, that's where I know them from. Okay. It's the Toronto 905. Well, it's yeah, the the yeah, they're the 905s. They they have a weird. They're just their name is literally very weird too, but it's Toronto's I think, team. I think 805 is a uh, Oklahoma area kid. That's what I think was thinking of. Um all right, I'm up 3 to 2 now. Beautiful. By the way. Our next one. Squadron. Me. Go. Yep. Uh, ELL. Uh, no. Nope. It's got to be G League. That is correct. Two points for uh, Patrick. Well, I guess one point. If someone gets it wrong and then you guess, yeah, that's you get fine. one point. That's yeah, fine. Go one point. I'll take that. So it's, it's uh, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess San Diego, but I have no idea. Nope. Pat, or Caesar. Okay. Try to salvage a point. Whose G League team is the squadron? I'll give you a hint. It uh, doesn't make a fucking bit of sense with their uh, other cool. mascot. <laughs> it doesn't make a sense. I, I think it does make sense for like their geography, though, is what I understand. I want to say... Is it... Uh, is it... Team? No, it isn't, but that is funny you should say that. We're not going to get to that yet, but we'll get to it in a second. Um, the uh, Birmingham Squadron. Birmingham, Alabama. Patrick. I, oh. Oh. I, I, just, I was just getting team. ready to answer the next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, Birmingham Squadron. They are the G League affiliate of the New Orleans Pelicans. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, is that what you call a group of pelicans? Is it a squadron? Ooh, that might be right. Honestly, I thought a squadron had something to do. Maybe like they I'm have like guessing. air force off the coast that like is over in Alabama because they have a lot of like of that stuff in Alabama Mobile. I don't know. Um, but anyway. Uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> they call them a pod. Oh, okay. yeah. I oh no, it's... wait. Squadron. Squadron is also there. Boom, and maybe a squadron's also the same for because I because yeah. I think their logo references like, like dual naval meeting. or yeah, like an sure. air force. Naval That's cool. Thing. That's actually really cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. So where, where are we? For, we're four to four two. two. Right? Four uh, two. Okay. All right. Chaos. Patrick. Okay. MLS. That is incorrect. Caesar. Caesar. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna say PLL. That is correct. There's one point. Yeah, I hadn't had one of those yet. I should have gone with that. There's a teamless, cityless though, so no bonus points. This is good. Four, three. We may be able to have yeah, four three. Maybe able to go to a tie here. Water dogs. Patrick. Caesar. 
Yellow. Patrick's already. <laughs> Patrick already <laughs> said his name. <laughs> oh wait, did he? Yeah. I was. I was uh, water dogs. Uh, G League. Mm. Okay. Excuse me. Right, no points there. Oh wait. Oh yeah. Then MLS. <laughs> what? I like how you said. So it. was it? It was a was it like no PLL? points were awarded. <laughs> yeah, it was another PLL team. Oh, PLL. Wait, I said PLL to start with. Right, but you were. It wasn't your turn, though. But then you. Oh, I. I so you could have just I, said I, it again, and then you said the wrong one. Listen, I thought I. The proper. I thought chance. I got the buzz in first. That's why I <laughs> said I'm giving, it. I'm giving him a half point. All right, and we're gonna go into the final question. All right, it's four to three and a half. The remix. <laughs> Patrick. Me. Patrick. Uh, that's gotta be PLL, right? Oh Yo, okay, stealing that. That's a G League team. That is correct. You just okay. you just won, but do you want to just really rub it in with the? Can you get the? Well, city? well, well, well. Has he won it yet? Oh yeah, it's true. That's yeah, I forgot. No, no I got a, I got what? Two points. So on you that have one? to win this by getting it right. No, I believe right, first then... you only get one point. Okay, 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 point. okay. I I'm going to say that they. Our Portland's team. That is correct. They are the new Portland God G League team that just got announced. They are the Rip. Well, technically they're Rip City, but yes, it's still Portland. Rip City Remix is the newest G League team, leaving us one shy of the 32, which would be plus the Mexico City and Ignite team, and give the complete affiliate uh, collection. Right. Nice. Just Phoenix holding out, bitches. Noah. Listen, listen, Pat, no, no hard feelings, but I was him in this game. Come from behind. It was amazing. It was yeah. amazing. Caesar, Caesar takes it five and a half to four. Especially after the blunder that you had when you, you had the PLL one a couple times there. And you see, but it was nice. All right. That was beautiful. Um, we're going to quickly transition into the actual basketball going on. Not the W. We will get to that next week. Uh, figured there would be no reason to squeeze all of that. Uh, into this um, because free agency stuff is probably going to take a while. I figured what we'll do is we'll just kind of break down what I was right and wrong about, hit some notable stuff and call it a day. Um, but before we did that, we have to talk about what's going to happen tomorrow for us. Going to happen already by the time people listen to this. Victor Wembanyama is going to make his debut tomorrow, uh, hopefully without accosting a pop star on the way in the door. Oh yeah, I was about nothing, to say, please let me in here. Wrong. Let me let me talk reckless on the Spurs, please. So, Damn. Uh, well, hold on before you do. Am I getting? Is this correct? You guys are going to be summer league sickos this year a little bit. All right, okay, but listen, it's been a long time since I was a summer league sicko. Matter of fact, I can tell the audience exactly the year that I was a summer league sicko, and it was the year that the Mavericks carried Pops Mensabansu on their summer league team and i believe that was the year greg odin was drafted number one overall so what 2007 yeah i actually think that's right yeah i'm pretty sure that those are two of the same 16 years ago yeah 16 years ago i was a summer league sicko uh not so much this since then but uh i will watch victor wimbenyama uh at least uh or as much as i can at least and the Mavs actually fielded a team that isn't like completely abs- like they've 
the Mavs have done an incredible job over the years of fielding some of the absolute most bullshit uh, summer league teams. Like even when they have picks at whatever, I mean, Luca didn't play right. Cause he was uh, doing foreign stuff that whole year. Um, so I, I, I crack up at that, but yeah, they, they put together a real roster. So you'll actually be able to tune into the Mavs ones, but um but yeah, I'll be a summer league sicko in and out. I won't be crazy in on it. Obviously, tomorrow I'll try to watch this game. Uh, Pat, Pat, or Caesar, did you want to finish out? Oh yeah, talking reckless on the Spurs. Listen, this this didn't surprise me. All right, I was talking to some buddies earlier. I'm like, you know what? Look at look at the shit that's happened over the years. Now, granted, it's never been consistent over the course of their history. But let's just let's just talk about how just subtly low key their culture is a little messy. From Tony Parker just fucking everybody, all of his teammates' wives, like the scumbag okay. that he is. Every last no, one of them. Every last one, <laughs> a scumbag, and a highly overrated point. And he said only teammates, you know. So we were being respectful, you know. If he would, yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, only teammates, right? And then let's not let's let's not forget about the quality of their of their medical staff and how they essentially drove away Kawhi Leonard, right? Like we're we're not gonna you know skate over that, are we? Of course not. And now this shit now they are backhanding. Might I add the most disrespectful way to slap a person? They are backhanding one of the biggest pop stars the U.S. or the world has ever seen, just because she wanted a picture. This to me, sir, sirs, is emblematic of a very dangerous culture that the Spurs have had. But you know what? I'm not. Surprised. Yeah. The only the only thing I wasn't the only thing Listen, I was surprised about, about was that it wasn't a Mavs employee. Let's, yeah. No. Of course not. But we're not talking about the Mavs. We're talking about the Spurs yeah, culture. Right? Who apparently. Feel the guy who's totally comfortable with backhanding women as part of his job. I'm not saying. I'm not saying nothing about any other team other than the Spurs in this situation. And what I'm saying is they are a secretly messy organization. And this only outs them even more. Because this is my agenda going forward now is being a Spurs hater. Um. Uh, but you know what? I will shout out Tim Duncan for one thing, and the man is constantly, constantly dripped out in Old Navy, and he's the only shining light that 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 organization has produced that's not pop. So there's that. I'll find new ways to continue re- talking reckless on this uh, organization that clearly doesn't care about women or uh, their players' health and safety. Well, that was beautiful. Um, Thank you. Thank I, you. Um, actually, I do it for those who can't. Actually, think it's kind of funny when you put it when you guys go back and forth like that, and then I'm like, "Well, if I was a Rockets fan, could I po- poke in?" And then it's like, "Oh God, that's nasty too." A little bit. You just yeah. get swatted away like hardened by Manu, dude. Can't well, it's like rockets. it's like. No, I mean, just like franchise turmoil stuff, too. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, that, that it gets pretty weird there. Texas basketball and sports and professional sports in general is just a hell of a thing. Um, 
Yeah, I was going to go, I thought I could go lower, uh, hit lower below the belt, uh, but I was like, you know what, no, oh, I, I can't take the bit that far. Uh, if you don't remember what I'm talking about, it's uh, his initials are JP. Deep. His last name uh, translates to cousin in Spanish. I see. Well, I mean, that one is kind of a forgettable moment. It just kind of came and went, and you're just like, well, this doesn't look good. And then it just kind of went by, and it was like, well, this wasn't nearly as popular as the Deshaun Watson thing. That's awesome for us. <laughs> um, well, for sure. Anyway. They, got rid of him. they got rid of him much quicker. Yeah, obviously, yeah, he's not. He's I, I don't I don't actually don't know what developments there are on that story at anyway. Um but we'll move past the nastier parts of Spurs history and get to the part that they just earned thanks to their diddling uh guard or their whatever. Their whatever Josh Primo slash um Louis CK. Sean Watson. No, Victor Victor Wemanyama. Is going to play his first game on, you know, Friday, tomorrow, our time, like two days ago by the time most people can get a chance to listen to this. So, uh, do we one, one question, and not to further sidetrack us, but you know how, you know, they, they called Tim Duncan like the big fundamental, uh, and then the admiral for, for his predecessor, whose name's escaping me? David Robinson. David Robinson, thank you. I was like, it's not Duncan, it's not Duncan Robinson. Anyway, oh uh, yeah, David Robinson. Have we decided on something for Wemby, or are we just going to go by Wemby? I'm a big Dick Vic guy myself. We should call him the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> especially if he has a sexual scandal. Anytime in the next decade. I'm probably going to stick with Wemby. Maybe, maybe call him Victor a time or two, but Wemby's probably going to be where it's going to be at for most people. No, nah, it's going to be Vic. I think Vic will be mostly... Nicknames are mostly gone. It's a dying art. Hey, don't don't talk about the Akron it's Hammer cool. like that. The King. Who who calls him the Akron Hammer? Michelle he probably calls himself the Michelle Beadle called him that before she hated his guts so much that he got her kicked off ESPN allegedly, according to her. Ooh. If you remember Michelle Beadle, the that whole saga. I, I do remember Michelle Beadle, but. I, Totally forgot about that entire saga. Yeah, when Sports Nation was doing its thing uh, in Roland, Michelle Beadle called him the Akron Hammer. Then he went to Miami, and she went heel on him. And then, like, it went really hard. And obviously, then there was the Spurs finals, and then it got to a point where she alleged that ESP that he basically was like, "Yeah, she got to go," <laughs> which is kind of funny because, like, it, it pairs with what ESP had done. Like, it's it's hard to believe her in a way, but like at the same time, that it's a very plausible story. Yeah, you nothing know? really yeah. surprises me in the TV Hollywood world. Well, especially ESPN and LeBron's in clutch. Oh, for sure, and with like uh, Brian Windhorst just having a continuous spot on NBA television when he has nothing to talk about, just making himself into a nice little meme. Now, why? Would that be? What's going on in Utah? Yeah, the anniversary of that just happened too, and he told everybody that the chair was responsible. That they had like nice Stephen A. makes them get nice chairs, so apparently so nice they have to fire employees. And um, 
he uh, popped his back on it and gave it the finger guns. And a moment was born. Uh, but yeah, I, just, I didn't want to talk about Summer League too much. There's been some cool stuff. I just was wanting to, you know, remind you guys as much as anything that, hey, we're finally going to get to see this guy play um, NBA basketball because he's never played uh, NBA rules as far as, well, he's played it once. I, I lie. He's played it once. He did the G League thing um, in Vegas, like last the, this time last year-ish. Like before the season last year, I think something like that, or early in the season last year. Um, so it'll be exciting to see. Um, one of the other notable things, something that I had already premeditated a little bit, but it, I believe it was not that hard to guess. He looks like he'll be playing the power forward position, or mostly as a forward listed. Stretch four. Yeah, which totally makes sense. This is what we expected. I think the Spurs are going to baby him along to some extent, but like I'm sure this guy's going to have some fun moments tomorrow. Um, I'm sure he's going to have some moments that are going to have some people being assholes too. You know, that's the nature of the beast. Mm -hmm. Uh, The kid in Charlotte is taking a lot of shit to start this summer league, a tradition like no other. Um, Usually these raw wings, the summer league, is it's tough for them. Summer League's a tough business anyway, but those guys, it's really bad. Um, if you guys are caring about who's going to be fun to watch, uh, Oklahoma City's going to have a really fun group because they kind of got a lot of their young guys playing still. Um, obviously, San Antonio's actually really good without Wemby. They've been good in the games without him, um, so it'll be fun to add him to that. And then, um, of course, we talked a little bit about it. Dallas actually put together a team that has some interesting guys that have interest for multiple pe- reasons, and so that's kind of new. I was say how many of those guys are actually even playing for the Mavs? Yeah, well, they did a they did a good enough job. Yeah, I mean, they've got at least the two rookies, and then you've got um, the two way guy who they like, and I think would keep as long as they can this year. So. Um, We'll see how much, you know, comes of that. The summer league stuff is what it is, but I just am glad that it's com- somewhat competitive so that they can try to see what they're... Oh, and Hardy. Hardy's going to play in the summer league. It's they're actually, they're they're focusing the team around Hardy is what uh, they said. That makes sense. So, uh, well, and, it, and that's really good, too. I watched the G League team last year a pretty good bit, and that was what they were running. They, bas- they basically tanked that season and that whole, like, direction of that team build in order to basically let Jaden Hardy do the mini Luka Doncic office offense thing. So I think he's pretty ready for that six man role this year. And that's, this will be his first real test. I feel like, um, but yeah, that we uh, discuss the Josh green thing or what do you mean? Just moving him as an asset or turn about Matisse Thibel, all the, the, the Josh green video. Oh, I was. I'm sorry. J- Jalen Green is who you're talking about. J- oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I was like, huh? Uh, I didn't put that in my notes. Uh, if I if I'm being honest, I'd rather use this time to plug. Uh, it is what it is on YouTube, <laughs> because like, bro, if is this isn't the funniest version of sports talk I've ever seen in my fucking life. Cameron Cameron is fucking insane, and I'm so glad someone gave him a microphone and a platform. <laughs> this is like some of the most like it's it's not wholesome family content. I, I don't think I need to tell you that. Um, I don't know how much you guys are are familiar with Cameron and Mace as rappers, but uh, pretty decently familiar. They are 
insane as a sports talk duo. And I don't know. And, and Cam came out this with this newest episode and said that he wants to be a newsbreaker and that what he said about Draymond and Jordan Poole was for real. So <laughs> there you go. Um, he, he's he's trying to be serious about it. So I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about it. Um, anyway, they had a funny ass response to all that stuff. I, my only response is uh, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in, in athletics. Um. I don't, I don't love it myself, but it happens. Um, it's actually funny that we talk about this today. Um, I was writing something for the website and I had a book open and I didn't notice it like what it was open on. And my girlfriend looks at it and she just laughs at the only part that's highlighted. And let me just read to you what this is. And this is from a book James Naismith wrote in about like, so this, he would have been referencing like the late 19th century in this some fellow would jerk erect and try to locate the guilty individual can you guys guess the context into which he said that not even not even a little bit no can you read it one more time for me i'm sorry some fellow would jerk erect and try to locate the guilty individual No, yeah, no, I got, I got nothing for you. I, I could. So, I mean, it's just someone's, someone's standing up straight and trying to. I don't know what they mean by trying to find the guilty individual. Though. <laughs> so this is, this is what I'm getting at. They're just quickly, they're quickly snapping and standing up straight. But yeah, that's all. No, you're trying to be literal, he, or you're trying to figure out if there's some like fancy wordplay. This is a literal statement. He's, oh God. he's talking about jerking a penis erect and finding the guilty individual. This is he's talking about them playing a game of that I've heard of before in the scene in locker rooms, and it's common in locker rooms, especially in the when you're adolescents, uh, is when someone's the guy who gets weird and he's like, ha ha ha, you look at my dick, you're gay, you know that kind of humor and behavior. Like they did in the movie Waiting. Yes, exactly, similar to that. Exactly. So this is this is why I laugh because obviously I think that's similar to what Josh Green or Jalen Green was getting into. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm just saying it. It's it's common in athletics as much because there's a lot of repressed uh, sexuality stuff going on. There's a lot of time spent in traveling together and whatnots, and they're adolescents. It looked like an old video, to be fair, to some extent. Um, who could forget? Who could forget when the when the Rangers had their own situation with that, yeah, with their minor league? Uh, yeah, Rudnick Odor. Uh, yeah, but not the Rudnick Odor that we know, but rather his yeah, brother his that has brother. the same name as him. And there's something similar with Anthony Davis, correct? With like a yeah, there was an Anthony Davis shit. video. No, I, well, there's just a video of him being naked with them slapping his ass, and it was just. Okay. Was, everyone was like, "What is what's what is this? <laughs> this is this is what I'm getting." Basically, it's all getting to that same point. Is I it, it's unfortunate because Twitter's already going to take it a direction. There's already a large amount of people who try to figure out this kid's sexuality all the time. They've actually bullied him into changing stuff on his social media before. Oh god. Yeah, it's it's actually Houston's actually treated this kid pretty miserable. If I'm being honest. Oh well, now it's way less funny. I don't want to. 
<clears throat> yeah, I so like that. I don't like that aspect. I just thought it was funny to see. It is funny. Not because of it's just yeah, there's some the video itself is funny. <laughs> yes, there's there's some unfortunate parts of this story as well. So I feel like yeah, necessary I didn't to know report all that. this context. Um but yeah, and then that's why I brought up that random funny part from this book because when I was reading this book, I obviously was like, um, excuse me, what did this just say? And I was like, wow, guys are just kind of stupid. We just, we've just historically been morons and this is how we behave in our ecosystems. <laughs> like this is, this, this man is referencing 1800, the late 1800s. I'm, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, I, this is just our behavior. I don't, <laughs> this is just the fucking adolescence, ignorant adolescence. Um, but anyway, monkey brains. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, so anyway, uh, we'll move past that. If you guys don't have any more summer league takes, um, not yet. Yeah. Well, maybe we can get into the summer league sickos part two next week with some Wimbanyama breakdown. Um, I'll, I'll be down. I'll be down. But I did want to summer league sickos. Yeah. I, I did want to start, uh, with a free agency talk with, um, <clears throat> I'm guessing like I guess my my couple of notes before we actually review my accuracy last week. So um it was a bunch of re-signings that felt notable for kind of the future of the league. Maybe it's a blip this year, who knows. It was just a ton of re-signings. Um I don't think player movement is going to be as active in the future and I feel like this was a sign, but we'll see. Um, like I said, I wouldn't be there. It could also be a blip in the radar. Um, but it was an, uh, just crazy amount of re-signings the first hour. Um, Rich Paul, a uh, big winner of the, the, the whole thing. Clutch got a lot of people paid. Um, no one better than Jeremy Grant, who I think got like a 30, 35 million a year deal, even though his running mate Dame is, we're going to talk about that in a bit. And then um, my final note that I needed to get into. Uh, last year, I, I, the only, one of the only things I know I think I guessed right in this process was that the Nuggets did the right thing in the draft and free agency. They recognized their weaknesses and they figured it out. I still set out a lot of doubts, but ultimately they did on paper what they were supposed to do in the offseason. And look what happened. Um, yeah. I'm looking at Chicago and I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is the opposite. <laughs> they doubled down. Oh, no. <laughs> they, they doubled down um, on a lot of things going on here. Of course, Lonzo um, may not play basketball again. They were given a little bit of free, mo- a little bit of money. They could get more money. That's a weird situation. We'll get to if it's necessary. But biggest thing is they signed Javon Carter, who was a really nice reserve guard. Really could have been cool on a lot of teams. But one of the issues with Javon is he's a really short guy. And so he played great in Milwaukee, where you have a lot of length that can cover for him. Uh, Now he goes to Chicago, whose problem last year was that they have a hilariously bad defense and that you just have Patrick Williams and uh, Alex Caruso out there saving the world. Um, so it's like Berea going to the Timberwolves in a way. I, yeah. I, I don't remember how that Timberwolves team was built. Yeah. Javon Carter didn't get paid uh, too crazy either. Okay. They basically asked Berea to teach Ricky Rubio how to, how to do it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, because Rubio was slow to come out, and then Johnny Flynn had a lot of injuries. Um, but yeah, so um, I just not and like I said, I like Javon Carter. I like the deal he signed. I'm just laughing at Chicago being the team that did it, and I'm like, what are what, so Chicago's running it back? And it's just it's it's an interesting concept to look at Chicago. I don't want to get into it too much because I don't think that it's worthy to talk about the Bulls like that. I just cracked up. If there was a if last year we walked away from it saying, hey, this team turned themselves into a contender, uh, we're walking away from this year saying Chicago doubled down on being losers. Um, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, you guys have any... I hate to see it. You guys have any random things that, uh, obviously, if they involved the 10 things last week, then they'll be noted. But is there anything about free agency that interests you? Obviously, Twitter didn't even work. So you probably didn't even follow it like most people would have. Yeah, it was. I didn't, uh, have, I didn't have a single problem with Twitter, but maybe I just wasn't on it at the right time. Well, there was a tweet limit thing. Elon tried a bunch of fuck shit, and it made it a little bit of a You're weird. Like, how many tweets did you have to get to to hit that? It was like six hundred, but the way you hit it might have been weird. Yeah, it was. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just fucking around on my feed. It didn't take long. He might, he might actually lose his his fortune because of uh, of Twitter. <clears throat> uh, that story for either off mic or a different day. <laughs> uh, um, I was, but, gonna... uh, yeah. The, the oh, thing that ahead. I wanted to talk about because I wasn't, I wasn't here, uh, obviously. Bro, what the fuck is Houston doing? Oh, we're gonna have yeah. Houston. Okay, so I've got Houston. I've got a Houston part of this very quickly, actually. At least one thing to get to before Houston. Yeah, because I'm I'm very I'm very confused as to what they're trying to do. Okay, cool. All right, so that's your biggest one, Patrick. If you have anything random, um, I was just gonna follow up on your thing about uh, like, it just, players it's, not this, moving. This um this free agency period just doesn't feel as big as other free agencies. I don't know. It just it feels cool. different. It doesn't feel cool. like it's a star studded or like whatever happens is going to be like a monumental shift. Yeah, fair. Patrick, you were kind of, I think that's what you were kind of getting at too with re-signings. Oh, no, I was just going to ask you, is that, do you think teams and are preparing for expansion and so it just looks a little bit weird? Like, no, I think they're more... Is anyone lining up for that yet? Are they maneuvering in that direction yet? No, I think they're more worried about the new CBA than they are expansion because expansion is still a while away. It would have to get announced and it have to be like two years after the announcement before the first team would even play. And, and so there's a lot. There's a lot that would have to go into that one. Um, so I don't think that that would worry. I mean, eventually people know that, um, but yeah. I don't think that'll be as big a deal. And and Caesar, I don't know. I I, I don't know if this is gonna. If the, this was a boring one, it was for sure. Especially since some of the other, um, some of the other things that remain to be seen right now aren't very interesting. They're more minutia that is important to building a team, but obviously isn't exactly the the biggest uh, news every single day because you're waiting on trade rumors that are just. Just atrocious to follow step by step. Uh, even though I still painstakingly do, I just you just you never get excited for them. You're just like, cool. Here's the next one. What is it? Is this anything? Probably not. Um, and then one day a trade happens. Um, so that's kind of where I was gonna head because last week I said the tenth funniest thing that would happen is that the Dame situation would linger into the season. 
and that they would continue on this ill-gotten path. And they still technically could. They might. But Dame has officially requested a trade from Portland. Sound the horns. Let the people know. It's finally happened. We can finally put down in the history books that Damon Lillard requested a trade. He ran from the grind. About damn time. Well, he's trying to run from the grind. More. Well, that's, that's the fun part, is we don't know. Uh, trade talks are pretty fucking crazy right now because it's like he's trying to get himself bullied to go to the Heat. The Heat are trying to bully them to go to him. There seems to be a public battle between some of the media like there seems to be a really noticeable battle between the media on whether the Miami Heat trade offer is a good or bad one. And it's kind of interesting to watch because a lot of it does coincide with some biases because um, I don't think it's too crazy that Boston isn't is probably calling and making and making it known that they want to be in on the deal. Uh, Jalen yeah, Brown absolutely. is doing a lot you? of money. Yeah, well, there's some weird stuff about that, but uh, the Dame and said he didn't want to go there or whatever. It does feel like the reporting says that Dame is trying to go to Miami and Miami only, but that yeah, the but it, it'd be silly. It'd be silly for any GM to not at least make the call. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I guess it, it's important because Jalen Brown's got a contract extension that's an important part of the Boston Celtics' future. Um, they just made this move that we'll talk about later. Um, to help uh, free some of that money to go crazy. Um, so this is where I I think that um, we're going to be looking at a pretty long game of chicken here. But today was a big day uh, for restricted free agents. So hopefully that greases the wheels and then maybe next week it gets done. But I do think this could be a long one because um, they have to get multiple people involved. They have to, Basically what it seems like is Miami has to shed all of their assets for better assets and then package that all for Dane because the trailblazers don't seem to give a shit about Caleb Martin, Tyler hero or whatever. So that's why it's hard. It's because it's not a, just a simple one for one trade. It's I, it's, I need to find, even if the official deal isn't a multi-team deal, it's like Portland has to take in Tyler hero. And then an hour later, they're sending him off to fuck off veal for a bunch of first round picks or something, you know? So that one's not going to be fun. Don't sit by ESPN or, you know, Twitter and, and watch that one. Cause it's just going to happen and we're going to have it. And that's going to be it. Uh, but the lead up is going to be really shitty for all the fan bases involved. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything you guys need to talk about with Dame? Uh, I mean, I like, I, I guess like with Miami, it makes sense to some extent that he would want to go there, but I'm like, man, is there anybody else that would, that could use Dame? That's also a contender and should, be on his radar. That's why it gets a little weird. I think Boston's the only team that has a legitimate chance uh, of matching something that could look interesting enough. I feel like uh, unless there's like a wild card team, like if San Antonio wanted to get nuts, I'll I'm take sure one day Lillard, please. Yeah, like if San Antonio wanted to get nuts, I just don't think it meant it doesn't match the timeline there. We took Lamarcus. We'll take Dave. Yeah, I think that would be an atrocious decision. But if it happens, that'd be cool in theory. Great 2K roster, but that's a lot of pressure on Victor. Um, 
uh, and I don't, I don't, it, I was watching a ton right, of Luke Spurs will be free stuff. soon too. We can just pull him on in. Oh, don't get me wrong. The Spurs are definitely, you know, I, I, I think Luca would take a meeting, especially if, if it got nasty. We're not going to, we're not going to do that to mass <laughs> things. This is a positive mass <laughs> thing today. Um, so, uh, but yeah, that's all. Uh, Dame saga continues onward. Um, now to move on to the Houston Rockets. Um, they did get the Fred Van Fleet deal done. It was funny, even though it's a short deal. It's not that bad of a contract. It's just like one of those contracts that looks, you just look at it and you're just like, Fred Van Fleet is making this much money this year. Yeah, and we like, talked about putting him up a statue in Toronto for a reason. Yeah, dude. And they're going to have fucking, um, the best part is like, there's going to be graphics like this year or next year of like highest paid players and their points per game. And it's just going to be hilarious. I just want you guys to know that, that, that graphic is coming. I'm get I'm guessing Colin Cowherd, his people are amazing at propaganda. So I just want that to be known. And I'm, I'm calling that, calling that shot. Uh, Houston's kind of funny though. I don't hate the thing. I just, I don't know what else you do. Um, you're given, not amazing contracts out, but I don't hate the Fred Van Fleet deal because you're probably not moving that contract while he's, you know, you're probably keeping him. And then maybe if it's a good deal and he likes it and you like him, it, it's a long-term situation for a more reasonable amount. Um, and then the Dylan Brooks thing, I don't love, but um, because then that you're just adding fake tough guy energy to a bunch of kids who don't already take it seriously. But um, you needed it. You need to spend the money. I can't hate what they did. I just, I still have more questions about their kids and they aren't related to viral videos, even though those are funny too. You know, I forgot Willie Colley Stein was on that team. <clears throat> yeah, for a second. I don't know if he's still in the roster or not, but yeah, they. Uh, ESPN is. Yeah, I wouldn't trust them for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't want to go on Houston too long if you guys don't have anything more than that. I don't think it's that bad. I just think that those are deals where maybe Dylan Brooks is the worst free agent deal of the season. Yeah, because um, I was like, nobody, nobody tanked their stock more, it felt like, going into the offseason than Dylan Brooks. Whether that yeah. was, you know, a product of just, you know, media narrative or like what we, we saw with our own eyes or maybe a combination of both. But I, when I saw what he got, I was like, Really? For Dylan Brooks? Felt as like long you'd as get it, him. I felt like you could have gotten him for less. Yeah, well other teams would have. You know, they had the cap to spend, so that's essentially probably what closed the deal. The issue there is he would have to completely fall he would have to stay off this cliff. Like he would have to essentially never recover for it to be a bad contract. Um like I talked about it last week with the that summer sixteen and Solomon Hill wasn't a bad player. That contract really wasn't that bad in retrospect, but he just really fell off a cliff, whether it be well, whatever reasons, you know, he fell off a pretty big cliff and then he was, wasn't producing at all. So then you had this, you know, $10 million or $12 million, whatever it was a year wasting, you know, that's where it would go bad. Otherwise, you're just overpaying for somebody when you have a bunch of cheap contracts anyway. Um, so I don't hate it that way. I, I just don't were- love it. Go ahead. I was just going to say we're just going to get to test if Udoka really is everything we told he was. So, 
Yeah, and honestly, I think Dylan Brooks makes a ton of sense for M.A. Odoka as well. So um, hopefully there's less uh, shooting the basketball from Dylan Brooks and more just doing your job. And I think that could honestly be a big part of his bounce back too is just stop fucking shooting like you do. Just shoot when you're wide open. How about that? Yeah, because his, his three-point percentage has been on a decline since 20. Well, he's a shot chucker, and he's in a, he's a completely inefficient shot chucker with no sort of record of having, like, consistent... Like, like when we talk about shot chuckers, like, and people say that about Kobe, it's not the same thing because Kobe at least had this high variance of times where that shit was going down, you know what I mean? Like, the, there was a re- method for the madness a little bit. Even if the percentages were... You know, the efficiencies you help you win more, obviously. I think that's more of the Tim Duncan thing, legacy. But it's like, ultimately, you could get the same... You get similar or the same done with the, with different versions of greatness. And even though Kobe was a shot chucker, he, was, he just had these high-variance moments where that shit just was going in. That shit was just going in in high, high rates. So it's forgivable sins. And he doesn't have that. Steph has for you know, the forgivable sins. Uh, Dylan Brooks has no equity and no history for that. So there's no reason for him to ever be shooting like that in the NBA. And that's just all you have to realize. It's really yeah. that simple. But sometimes that's hard for people to understand, especially with the ego and the money um, and, the, and the, the limelight. Um, the... Next thing, the eighth thing that I would have thought would be funny if Draymond would have left the Warriors and signed with Sacramento or Portland or something funny or L.A. The Laker one was always funny because like that just that fit would be hilarious. Like the Lake, if you watch the Lakers team and you've been like, what problems does this team have consistently? It's like they can't shoot the ball worth a goddamn. And then you're like, let's add Draymond to the equation. <laughs> but uh. Nevertheless, he was one of the first guys uh, to re-sign with his team for a pretty hefty sum, and the Warriors are going to continue to ride, boys. Yeah, that one was uh, not not that I want to say it was surprising, but you know, it's it's interesting to watch how they're just like, all right, let's just keep the band together and and get all the all the young guys who we thought were well not all the young guys but a couple of the young guys that we were kind of you know putting on the team to you know keep the band rolling or support the band rolling you know it's kind of slowly to, but surely leaving you have to it's unfortunate business i will say the positive is i i i can see a path for positivity for the warriors they have some other moves i think they can make um even the cp thing is a weird one but um when we get into like looking into these rosters more i can actually sell you on the warriors giving it one final one final shot um but at the end of the day i do think that um i do think that there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things weighing against them now uh, age being the biggest one and it's it's one of those variables where it's like i i feel bad for them um but at the same time you can't break it up you just can't break it up there's the the 98 Bulls, 2011 Mavericks. Those things are like echo. I guarantee you those echo through hallways and will forever because of how just how bad things fell off and how quickly things can go when you just kind of, even if the team has no chance of repeating or whatever. 
you have to ride it till the wheels fall off. Spurs did it, you know. Spurs, and that that didn't that didn't go badly, and it, it, it didn't take them that long to bounce back. So I think it only continues to add to that lore. Um, I mean, uh, if when you put it like that, I I, I believe it. I, so I actually do need to look this up again because my dumbass forgot his name, but um, I had Victor. Ben, Wembenyama. No, not him. I know. I know him. I'm talking about our new Euro boy. That's going to be a topic of discussion here for the for Sacramento. Um, Sasha Vizinkov. Yeah, Vizinkov. I believe. Um, all I've done, I'll be honest, is the highlight real stuff. Um, the Kings essentially ran it back. They brought Harrison Barnes back. We had talked about that on the show because it actually had broken. And then um, they signed uh, they signed Demontis uh, Sabonis to a big Mac Daddy contract uh, a year earlier than they had to. So they're locking themselves into that core, which is fine. I have my doubts on some of that. There's some arguments as to well, maybe they should have waited another year on Sabonis when maybe they could have got a little bit better value on that deal. But I think at the end of the day, when you're the Kings, you don't want to piss anybody off like that and then regress that badly. Even if I feel like you're paying a team that might just be mediocre for a while. Um, but Sasha Vysenkov can be the big difference maker here. He was EuroLeague MVP. He's a really talented player. Um, I watched a podcast, sl- or listened to a podcast slash watched a ton of highlights from very various angles, not just simple highlights, whatever. I think the issue is pretty simple here. I, I love this guy's fit for the NBA. He's perfect modern fit for the NBA. He does a ton of stuff without needing the basketball, but if he does have the basketball in his hands, he can create as well. The athleticism thing is obviously going to be a weird one. Um, if he if he's if the athleticism thing is that like that one could be an issue. He he, but he's a pretty big size guy. He's not he's not like a smaller guy, and he plays a more um, uh, plays a more uh, point forward role whereas like guys like this in the past have been like smaller power forwards that want to play in the paint and then they end up sucking a little bit because that you know they're too small to play in the paint like they can in other leagues uh in the nba the issue that i heard from this podcast that and this is from guys who actually uh, pay attention to this thing uh for basket news so they're paying to your they pay attention to your league only for the most part and they were talking about how there's a worry here that maybe um, he would be like a Miritich where he doesn't like the way the NBA tells him to be a role player, that he wants to do his own thing. Um, obviously, Manu Ginobili famously had a similar issue, but was quickly figured out that a six-man role could solve a lot of that problem. He was willing to accept it and all was ha- happy. Um, so it'll be fun to watch that. I just wanted to point everyone to that. Um, there's also the Michich guy that we talked about last year. Um, he actually did come over this year to play for the Thunder. They don't need him. It'll be interesting to see how long he plays. He'll probably play over some young guys because they're that, that they're going to be like, hey, Dallas, you know, you guys love shooting. Hey, Lakers, you, you need shooting. You know, whoever needs shooting, what stupid asset do you want to give up for this guy? Because, you know. Uh, and he, I think he'll work more than uh, this guy probably because that guy is a pure just kind of combo guard, shoot the ball. Maybe not defender, but at least it'll be 
he has that raw catch and shoot ability that's so hot these days. Um, so I did want to laugh at the Kings just a little bit, but ultimately I'm like, all right, I'm watching you, Sacramento. You could be onto something. Um, Kyle yeah, Kuzma. Hope of, oh, I was going to say, just for the hope of my Kings agenda, I hope they are onto something. Yeah, I think that I think they'll at least be good again. You know, like I said, they might just be mediocre, and that might be what they're headed towards. But at least it'll be more fun than what it was. Um, Kyle Kuzma, he did get paid pretty damn well. He did not get paid more than thirty million dollars, so we can't technically laugh. It didn't happen, um, but the Wizards brought him back. Kyle Kuzma did what I thought was the best thing that he could do for his for his legacy for the things I feel like Kyle Kuzma cares about. Because I'm going to call it right now. I think he's going to be a good stats, bad team all-star this year. What do you guys think? And that, that means yes. he's going to make the all-star team because he's racking up stats on a bad team. And yes, yeah. probably also because of an injury. No, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> listen, he's got a yeah, he's got his ring, right? He got he got a title with with the Lakers if I'm not Right. Mistaken. He won the yeah, the bubble ring, yep. Make your money, put up your your inflated stats and have people argue about how you're actually better than what we're we're, we're seeing because Bro, there was that one year he team. made the All-Star team, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just he's, saying. He put up 20 and 7 and and 3 and uh, yeah, I'm like he's just surrounded by a bad team. He's like, "Yeah, but he made the choice to be surrounded by a bad team because he's getting paid. Well, uh, and, and oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, man. It's like, listen, let's let's not let's not ignore what this actually is. All right, let's just acknowledge it for what it is, and it's you know, it's a guy who's going to put up some mildly hollow stats, uh, and it's his, you know. It, you know, because there's a lack of talent. But he's getting paid. He has his ring. If he wanted a ring, he got it. Uh, I think he's smart enough to know that he's not the guy. Uh, but in Washington, he can be as close to the guy as, you know, he can be. Yep. So let let him live his little, you know, his little fantasy, if that is a fantasy of his. And if it's not, just let him enjoy his, uh, what's going to be, pretty unstellar uh non-stellar post lakers career um honestly one of the things that i think is going to be interesting too and, and who knows how long he'll it'll take maybe he'll be there for a while the long term but um since the deal came in under 30 million i think that kyle kuzma basically shoots to the top of the charts of every free or every trade rumor after the big ones, after the after the Harden thing, after the Lillard thing gets figured out, Kuzma is going to be one of the top uh, should be trade fours. He's going to be the guy who every time you go into Fanspo's trade machine, you're going to be looking at that Kyle Kuzma's face is going to be number one. <clears throat> so, like I said, I'm I'm really good. I think the Wizards did a good job there too, because if they even if they wait till next summer to do it, they could get some real value back for Kuzma. Because I do think that he's good. He's a good player. I think he can be a good player for a title winner again. Um, but yeah, ultimately this is his his job is to go out and get buckets, and boy is he gonna be excited to do that. Um, Washington is a hell of a funny roster right now, but we'll get to that on another podcast. Um, another kind of boring note, Brooke Lopez stayed together for the kids. 
Milwaukee's going to run it back, basically. Um, they've done a little bit of tweaks. They've added some some minor things. But for the most part, Milwaukee is, is going to run it back. And hopefully Mike Budenholzer was the reason that they were that they lost and Giannis falling on his ass in the first round. So um, I don't know if that's going to work, but I'm glad for Milwaukee. I'm glad for uh, the Bucks. I'm glad Brooke Lopez didn't go sign that trade it that fuck it. I'll get traded later deal uh, with Houston. Um, there was also a rumor that he let he left them at the altar uh, to some extent. So we'll see how that actually worked. Um, but yeah, there's not much to touch on that unless you guys are sad that Brooke Lopez isn't a Maverick or Spur. Mm. I mean, a little bit, you know. But you know that it would have been whatever. a good Maverick. I, yeah, uh, he definitely would have given us some um, solid Spur, not necessarily yeah, timeline fit. Some solid production from a big man that we haven't had since the days of Tyson Chandler, but I'm also not surprised because uh, free agency is not where the Mavs do the bulk of their roster building. Most of that comes through trade, anyways. So, no, that's fair. No, he he could still be a Mav if things go south for the for the Bucks. Yeah, that's true. There's 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 time. Um... And we have actually the next one uh, is a Mavs adjacent topic. Um, my fourth funniest thing that would have happened, Christian Wood signing with the Miami Heat to test Heat culture. At this moment, Christian Wood remains unsigned and uh, unrumored, if I could use uh, make up a phrase there. The uh, office I, is a little busy. <laughs> well, that. That uh, he's definitely a vet minimum guy. If he's like literally, he's at the point where he's lucky if he gets a vet minimum offer. Like the, that's the Dwight Howard zone. No one wants to be in the Dwight Howard zone. Yeah, you know how look bad at that. it has to be to be in the Dwight Howard zone. Dwight Howard's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he got put in the Dwight Howard zone. Anyone can be in the Dwight Howard zone. Yeah, MFFLs. Guess what? He wasn't as good as you thought he was. <clears throat> the yeah, NBA is telling you that much. And it it's crazy too because I mean he's a guy who can score a lot of points so it really is easy to trick fans but at the same time he just doesn't there's a lot of empty stuff going on there. Man, um, it's it's like a, it is sad for for him I guess in in the regard that like man you know you do have a, at least the reputation of of a bucket getter right so that has to count for something but you're so bad at everything else that teams just look at you like yeah you can get buckets but we'd rather somebody who can occasionally get buckets and can also consistently do everything else that you just are not capable of doing yeah we'll have to see what team he uh, ends up taking the flyer on him i feel like there's too much talent there and there's too much desperation and in, in the margins with like maybe the warriors the lakers the um the Heat, obviously, um, the Bucks, maybe you know, maybe possible. Any team that feels like they can field a defense good enough to hide him and use him for spare minutes, um, I think they could still give him a shot later down the road once they're filling out rosters or even in season if an injury happens. But that's where he's at. He's not high in the pecking order for sure. Yeah, how that and that's you know that is kind of 
strings how far he's fallen so quickly. Uh, well, at least to like uh, somebody who didn't know too much about him prior to this past yeah. season. Yeah, well, he would have popped onto the scene with the Houston contract, but yeah, it's it's been a lot of this for a long time. Um, moving into my third funniest possible outcome: someone signing D'Angelo Russell to a big fat daddy deal. This didn't really happen. He did resign with the Lakers. He did sign for probably more than most people would want to see him sign for. But he signed on a very tradable contract, which is not too unsurprising um, if you think about where the Lakers are, where they're going to want to be. They signed Gabe Vincent to be his auxiliary uh, or probably be the starter most likely. Um, and so they're going to probably test D'Lo out kind of in the same way that they tested Russell Westbrook out. And if he doesn't adjust, then my guess is that we're going to be hearing a lot of Laker rumors revolving his contract and whatever the fuck picks that they have to offer. And that's what every Bleacher Report article from here till the trade deadline is going to start with. Um, get ready for it on ESPN the D'Angelo Russell contract and whatever for whatever. You're going to see that a lot. Um, but yeah, so there's not too much to laugh at there. I thought it was actually a really smart deal. And I do think D'Angelo Russell has the best chance to rehabilitate himself with the Lakers, but it's going to take him buying into a six-man role, in my opinion. Um, you guys have anything else? We've, we've already said Lakers enough to boost the SEO, so unless you guys have anything else. Yeah, uh, no, I got, I got nothing on. Uh, on <laughs> I got nothing on. It's all right. Thing. We're going to do nothing but Lakers Summer League next week. Just going over <clears> the <throat> rotation, yeah. I, I just watched. <laughs> I think I watched the last 45 seconds of their of their game against the Spurs in the, in the uh, what is it, the California Classic? Hey, his mom is wildin', but Scottie Pippen Jr. is also wildin' on the basketball court. So <laughs> watch out for little Pip. He looks like look like they might use him this year. Pipsqueak. Yeah, I like that pipsqueak. Anyway, um, <clears throat> that's what Marcus Jordan calls him. I think Marcus Jordan is probably the weird stepdad, and it's he probably doesn't like his presence. Um, it's like in uh, in Thirty Rock when Tracy Morgan has an adopted son who just calls him daddy, even though he's like <laughs> only five years younger than him. Exactly. <laughs> Daddy, <laughs> it's probably some real awkward shit like that. Um, uh, but anyway, my number two funniest uh, outcome revolved James Harden going to the Clippers and f- forming the 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 Angelinos, the the Angelino Clippers uh, with four LA guys. But that might have taken a weird turn, and it might be due to a giant celebrity party. Um, yeah, you're gonna need to go a little bit uh, further in, or expound on that a little bit because I'm a little confused. So, is it Michael Rubin? Is it is it Michael Rubin? Is that who it is? This the the guy who owns, it's Philly's owner, right? I think it's the. Is about the owner. white party or whatever? The white party, the yeah. white party Which might have a, saved the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. I dude, and it's and the white party is historically weird for basketball because that used to be the David or the Donald Sterling parties. He used yeah. to host the white parties, and that was where like he did really no weird. Way. He like did really weird shit to 
the players there. He would like make them take off their shirts and make and let people feel their muscles and shit. The fuck? Um, yeah, it was yeah. Dude, Blake Griffin told some wild stories. But anyway, um, the uh, this party there, all they're all chummy. Embiid, uh, Tobias Harris, James Harden, yeah. the fucking owner. They're they're all just buddy buddy having a great time. Is James Harden gonna stay in Philly and 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 resolve the hate that Philly has for him right now? Is he gonna go from most hated to champion Godflow? Uh, it, not not in Philly, dog. That that hate's gonna be very strong. Unless if he comes back, bro. If he comes back and they play well, I could it'll be quickly forgotten. Oh no, they did sign Pat Beverly right next he's, to Doug. He's Peterson. gonna have to play well in the playoffs. <laughs> that is the biggest caveat. If he if he plays well in the playoffs and they can't blame him for They're their failures the and shortcomings, he will be loved. Otherwise, uh, he's he's it it's not going to change. Well, he picked up his option. He's technic he's technically a sixer. He could be involved in a deal with Dame Lillard. He's most likely waiting on the Dame Lillard outcome uh, to to be moved if he is going to be moved. Um, but he did. He requested a trade, but then now we have the pictures of everybody loving each other, and it's brouhaha, and and it's whatever. We're gonna see. Um, I'm just cracking up at the if this. Honestly, I'm kind of rooting for the Sixers and Harden era because I just I can't think of anything more absurd than this bullshit ass um, social media ass party being what saves the Harden Sixers, the Harden and Beats. Hilarious to think that the culmination of the process is. Trying to convince James Harden to come back. <laughs> oh, but it's you know the funny part is is that you could be looking Meanwhile, at Ben Simmons OKC's still in the middle of their own process. <clears throat> hey, the Super Soldier program is right on schedule. Don't worry about and it. And the Chet Spurs, oh, Spurs are right behind them with all their first round yeah. picks coming up. We, we need to talk, talk about, about the Twig uh, Three. Yeah, uh, Chet Holmgren has been playing <laughs> basketball, so we have to do some of that. Sorry, we're gonna have to bump the Lakers and talk about Chet Holmgren. We'll still bring him up somehow. You, but, you know, um, I less Laker talk does not bother me in the slightest. Uh, producers are telling me different. Sorry, but anyway, um, that is not true. As the <laughs> only quote-unquote producer here, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. The SEO, the SEO says what it says. I don't know what um, Chat GPT you're going to for notes, but. No, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that unfortunately the SEO numbers are what they are. We have to just make sure Steve you they Smith bot. Just whenever you finish doing the also, uh, whenever you finish the little like um, descriptor of the episode, just Lakers, 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 Lakers at the end for the yeah, SEO. It. You want that too, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, celebrity party might have saved James Harden and Philadelphia. But what I wanted to end on, and it was nice that it worked out because it was my number one last. Kyrie Irving is going to stay a Dallas Maverick. He's not going to quadruple down on cook that full basketball in Phoenix. I was wrong about his market. That was one of the things about re-listening to podcasts or listening to podcasts where I was like, oh, I did consider a market that did not exist in all actuality. So I'm admitting that. Otherwise, it was a good deal. Um, there is some adversary, uh, uh, adversarial talk about it in that the Mavs overpaid because they were bidding against themselves, essentially. 
Um, but then I think a pretty easy retort that I've already heard a million times at this point is, well, then you're just causing him to be pissed off, and then you're just you're already setting fire to the operation before it even gets started. This is the this is the chance. You paid him the money. He's happy. He signed to a relatively long deal. It's the one that matches up with Luca essentially. Cool. Let's build the Luca Kyrie show. Um, they've already started that process. They attempted to get Matisse Thibel, uh, which what I would have loved because then I think you can use Josh Green in a trade. That's a redundancy there, but ultimately, uh, Portland matching today is not a surprise. Um, doesn't mean that he can't still be a Maverick. It just means that they'll have to trade for him, obviously, now. And there's a trade kicker, but he doesn't make enough for that to be a huge deal. Um, so, ultimately, I like the possibility of that move. We'll see what they end up going with. Um, but one they did end up making, um, they did end up moving Reggie Bullock's contract for Grant Williams, essentially. Um, and in that process, they... Um, I think that was the only dump, the only contract they dumped, but they ended up giving away second round picks and then getting second round picks. If I'm correct. Uh, it felt like they just gave away their second round picks. Well, no, they ended up getting uh, picks too. Um, that came out a little bit after. Yeah, I think the Spurs just sent picks to everybody, right? Yeah, because the Spurs were involved by taking on the Bullock contract, and Bullock will be a solid piece for them because they don't have shooting at all, so they might as well keep Reggie. And maybe they can flip him at the deadline. Oh, I'm going to say uh, Reggie Bullock doesn't know how to shoot in the first half of the season. Yeah, that's true, too. Well, don't worry. The Spurs are, they'll have time. Um, well, now that he's on a real team with like a real coaching staff and stuff, I think <laughs> might see oh, some about Real team, but real coaching oh, staff. Sure. And uh, Seth Curry is a Maverick again for the third time. Yeah, the prodigal son. Which is good. That That's that's an unfortunate one. He shot one. his best. I can't defend it uh, when, you know, I, I like the Josh uh, Josh Richardson deal to some extent when they did it, but Richardson, his three-point shooting just fell off a fucking cliff and has not maturing. I mean, he's still a good player. He's still a useful player, but just a nasty uh, cliff that that one fell off of. Um, yeah, uh, I, I will maintain, and I, I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast, but I have like just said this in general sports talk. I I don't maintain that we never should have let uh, Seth Curry go, uh, if only because he just always seemed like one of the more reliable bench players in in the NBA. Yeah, to some extent. I mean, at one point he was the best three point shooter in the history of the game. He still is statistically. Is he still up there? I thought he might have lost it. No, he still is statistically. Yeah. He has like what forty three, forty three percent. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it, whatever. It's his brother. We know the answer to that. Um, but I do like the deal for Grant Williams. It's a cheap contract. Like I said, they're essentially just getting rid of. Uh, uh, they're just getting rid of Bullock. Oh, so that's the thing is there's a there's a first round pick swap in 2030 for the Spurs and the Mavericks now. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, which of course the Spurs fans are trying to hype up of like the Mavs are going to be terrible by then. It's going to be amazing to add another lottery player to win, be it six years in. It's like, yeah, come I mean, back, guys. let's just chill. It's not impossible, but yeah, I mean, everyone does this. I mean, fuck the Anthony Del- uh, Davis uh, trade package is supposed to yield so many superstars and has yielded a lot of hilariousness for the Pelicans. It, it, it bees that way. Um, 
yeah, so cool. Uh, that's the whole deal. The, like I said, the the notable thing is the Mavericks get two second round picks. That helps them do some fringe deals that they weren't able to do because of their own stupidity in the past. So I like it. Uh, from that regard, I like what they're kind of building. Um, PJ Washington is probably the biggest piece that I don't know anything about. I haven't checked my phone since we recorded, so who God knows if Twitter's gone crazy about anything. But as far as I, I know, PJ. Um, no, Montrez Harrell has looking. re-signed with the Philadelphia 76ers for the vet men, so nothing important. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, I'm, I'm liking what the Mavs are starting with. I don't love Grant Williams, if I'm being honest, but I like his value there with the contract. I like that you're replacing him with, for Reggie Bullock, essentially. Um, yeah, that first-round pick could surely be a motherfucker down the road, though. Um, but if you continue with the formula, you shouldn't have to worry about it. It's the way I look at it. Like, you know, yeah, because the idea is that uh, by that time, the the team is uh, good enough where that pick doesn't really matter all that much. Well, there's patience here, right? How fucking old is Luca? I think 24. I think he's going to be 24 this season. Nah, it's not. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, that's what, that's what I mean, man. Like... Even though Derek Lively's young, even though the the Omax kid is young, even though Kyrie's older, you know, this this is this is where you have to build. I mean, you're looking at Nicola's four years older than the boy, and four years ago we would have had just as much doom and gloom about the future in Denver. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I think people forget, like, some some of these stars, it took them a long time to reach the promised land. And, and it's also Jordan, worth noting... Jordan didn't do it early in his career. He, it took him... No, not that I'm comparing him to, you know, uh, Luca or anything I mean, like except that. For, it's a, except for maybe Duncan person. and Kobe. Most people took at least seven, eight years, right? Magic. Yeah. Magic. Yeah, but... They, I think, Bill, Bill Russell, but he, that's that's kind of different. Yeah. Once you go far enough back, it's not really fair. But well, Bill Russell's were basketball starts, in my opinion. But yes, ultimately he's coming in and he's getting rid of the old guard first. If you catch my drift, <laughs> for sure. Um, and uh, Magic, yeah, Magic won as a rookie. Um, he also had Kareem. The league also was going through a ton of cocaine slash alcoholism issues. So, like the Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan, David Thompson, Seattle fell off a cliff because of his, or Denver fell off a cliff because of his bullshit. Um, so yeah, there was just a bunch of instances like that. Michael Ray Richardson, Bernard King. There's a lot of super super duper stars that uh, came to things other than. Uh, you know, bad shooting decisions and bad free agencies and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to say, hey, I'm really excited about it. Was really proud that Kyrie did it within an hour of free agency, so he didn't hold up the Mavs' plans. Um, I like the Matisse Thibel contract thing because they forced Portland's hand when Portland is clearly dealing with some other bullshit. Uh, I think that was smart. I think it also helps them sort of put themselves in the foot of the conversation for when this Dame trade does happen, that maybe they can be one of the extra teams that takes on Caleb Martin, takes on um, Matisse Thibel, takes on, fuck, maybe Jeremy Grant. I don't know. Maybe they take on that contract um, somehow. 
so um, definitely still a lot of work to be done in Mavs land. Uh, when I put together my rotations for the team right now, you can definitely look at it and say uh, there's some there's some ingredients missing and there's some redundancies. And so uh, I expect those to be I expect those to be uh, remedied before we head into the regular season. Now, I, I do have a question because I'm not very familiar with, with his work in Boston, but can you tell me anything about Grant, like what, I, what I can expect from Grant Williams in Dallas? Yeah, I mean, he'll be a wing defender. He's a, he's kind of, he's a stout guy, but he's a little stubby. Um, but he can, he can guard fairly big guys. He can guard uh, around the perimeter fairly well. His shooting is goddamn atrocious, and his decision-making, in my opinion, is a little bit frustrating. Uh, probably the biggest sin of his, in my mind, is he's got a lot of fake tough guy syndrome in him, and nothing more famous than this season. Uh, he was There was a Cavs-Celtics uh, uh, game. It goes into a point where he can win the game, I think, if I remember correctly. And he said, and he looks at Donovan Mitchell. He says, "I'm going to make both of them, both." Of, and he, and guess what he did? He bricked both of them, and they lost that game in overtime, if I remember correctly. Um, so I'm hoping there's some humble pie. When also keeping being, it real goes wrong. Yes, it was a big time moment of when keeping it real goes wrong. Um, so I'm hoping maybe there's some realization there. He's probably going to get better looks. With Luca, I would assume than he did. Absolutely, with, <laughs> always. That's with, always true. <laughs> with, with Tatum and uh, and Brown, especially. Um, I'm trying and, to think. I mean, there's not many people I've ever seen that that wouldn't be true. Yeah, like, I, my my theory maybe with you're the playing Mavs, Prime Nash or LeBron, but that's why I like the Omax and and Thibel and um, and Hardy and and. Um, I like all the value guys that they've been trying to take swings on because, like, I get it. They're flawed, but, like, you're going to get them opportunities. No no one – well, they might be able to shoot. Or this is their best chance to shoot their best. Like, Matisse Thibel, the open looks that I think he would get in this system, I think he could end up turning out a better career uh, eating off of those Lucas assists. Derek Lively is a perfect example. They should have always had this, and they tried with JaVale, to be fair. I don't know all the what happened with JaVale, but that was the idea with JaVale is there needs to be a fucking rim runner to be here to eat up all of these little soft lobs at the rim when everyone's so worried about Luca. When his Luca's pulling in guys, he should be able to float that thing up just above the rim and have somebody uh, clean it up, right? That just makes I think perfect KP sense. KP would have been part of that too, but that didn't Well, I unfortunately, know his game isn't entirely that, but Unfortunately, That's that was of, yeah could have been part of his game. That was why they made the move. You're right. That was the hope, but that was not the reality. Um, it's why if they ever made a go bear trade, granted that they gave up a lot, then it wouldn't be. But if they were able to get a go bear trade, I would it would make a lot of sense for Dallas because um, <clears throat> Rudy would be put in a good place to succeed. There'd still be a lot of the same issues, but um, he could help restore his value quite a bit there too. So. I think they get it. I think that they stop. They're, they stop doing the stupid shit, and they're going to build a real group around this. And they're going to try to build it deep. They're going to try to hold on to guys like Hardy, who even if and Green, my guess is, even if they think they're going to be a little redundant, because ultimately they're going to be able to resign these guys and manage them better. Maybe use them in deals in a different way down the road, the way they should have handled Jalen Brunson. Um, so we'll see. You know, these are all woulda, coulda, shoulda's in a lot of ways, but. I have a lot more positivity for the Mavs after this offseason. 
Um, there's still plenty of questions. They were sort of one of the last teams to fill out their coaching chart, as far as I'm aware. So that's a little weird. Um, they were holding out for Van Gundy. Well, they they got turned down a lot. There was a lot of weird stuff with that. So, and that's which is also an interesting one because you would think people would be like, "Oh, I, yeah, of course I want to be Jason Kidd's assistant coach this year." Um, but I think that probably also means that everyone thinks that Jason Kidd's got another season, even if this is a complete shit show. Yeah, they don't want to step in to be the the scapegoat. Yeah, and, and I think they think he's a little bulletproof. Um, I also like the Dante Exum signing, actually. I want to talk about Dante Exum just a brief bit before we uh, put it up. Because we're, we're hitting the, uh, a bit of a point here. But um, I think Dante Exum can work. I talked myself into the uh, stuff last year with Frank Nilakina and um, uh, fuck, uh, the kid that played for the Legends more. Um, had a, fuck, I'm blanking on his name, but he was a good guard. Um, I think this one will actually stick. Dante's a much bigger athlete. He fits the NBA athlete profile. The other two didn't. Um, Dante had basically an issue where he couldn't make a fucking three pointer to save his life. So essentially it just, he was like, ah, fuck Euro ball. I can make way more money. I can, I can be the star there. He went and did that for a while. He was really good this year. He had a pretty good year, had a notable incident where he got slammed into a court. Um, Another former NBA player, but a more irrelevant one. Uh, and um, he's back, and I like the I like it because he's really a combo guard. He's not, he's he can do whatever. He doesn't necessarily he, he's kind of a Spencer Dinwiddie ish frame. Um, the catch and shoot will matter a lot. One thing I kind of like a lot, and maybe this is weird, preying off of the ESPN kind of bullshit, but I do think it matters to some extent. The hu- human element is real. He just lost his father, right? Um, had a successful campaign this year, and then it, it ended. The, he lost his father. I kind of don't hate like the storyline there. I know it's a little ESPN-y. I know. I mean, that's part of part of watching these things is getting to empathize and enjoy the human spirit as well. You his know, dad was all, also you know, a, a, a successful professional basketball player, I should say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's. I don't think there's anything wrong with enjoying a good story. I don't think you need to apologize for that. Well, like I said, I'm not praying on it. I'm not saying you know, oh, sob story. He's gonna be great, but I do, I do just have an interest in it. Um, but yeah, this this roster needs a big badly. I'm looking at my ro- my rotation for this team, and I don't have a an actual five that I trust uh, in the playoffs right now. You know, so we'll see. More moves to be made. Uh, unless you guys have any thoughts, I think we can wrap her up. No, uh, not not yet. I think there's still like that second wave of uh, of moves that can still be made, and I think I'll save some thoughts for that whenever that eventually happens. Whenever we get to see some movement happen in the trade markets. Yeah, we'll probably do like a little free agent breadcrumb every week, but. It'll probably be really sparsed out, so we'll see. Yeah, no, not, no. Oh, here's a fun theory. LeBron should push for a trade where they send AD for Dame. What do you think? Oh. I'm just kidding. I don't actually want to talk about this. Um, <laughs> Great for right. Lakers, 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 Lakers. <laughs> LeBron, 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 LeBron. I wanted to cut that bit off the minute I started it, but I figured, <laughs> figured it at least finished the sentence. 
No, you uh, have to commit to the bit, Patrick. Always commit to the bit. All right, guys. Well, it's been good. I appreciate you guys uh, being patient on a late start with me. Yeah, no uh, worries, brother. But we'll uh, we'll get it together next week. Uh, next possible week we special guest. A, uh, a possible special guest ready to talk some baseball. Talking baseball. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, later. Bye. Later, Deuces. everybody. Oh, that concludes episode 22 of Pass the Rock. Join us next week where we might have a special guest. This is Pass the Rock. Well, bye.